Hey, this is Eric, and you're listening to NeuroDetergent. And this is Sarah, licensed clinical social worker. And this is Katie, licensed professional counselor. Our goal is to reach like-minded folks in an effort to connect, encourage, and support each other in our struggles navigating life with neurodivergence. What are we forgetting? Um, um oh, fun. Fun. And laughs. And laughs. Along the way, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> A stubborn stain on your atypical brain. You need neurodetergents. We're gonna spill the tea about ADHD and wipe it clean with neurodetergents. You need neurodetergents. Hey everyone, before we get started on this week's episode, I wanted to remind you about a contest that we started a few weeks back. On our Facebook page, we asked our followers to submit pictures of their pets for a chance to have one of them selected and painted by our very own Sarah. Last month, we picked Frank the Iguana. Here's audio of the call where we send a picture of the painting to Danielle before we mail it to her. Hiya. Hi, it's Katie. How are you doing? This is Katie with Neurodetergent. I'm here with Eric and Sarah. Oh, hiya. My name's Danny. Hi, Danny. Um... So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to send you the picture. Sorry, we were messing with this. We didn't get around to sending the picture, but I'm going to go ahead and send you the picture of Frank. Yeah, that's all right. All right. It's on a four by four. It's on a four by four uh, canvas. Okay. Yep. Where are you sending it? On Facebook? Yeah. Yeah. The messenger. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Frankie. (laughs) I've been obsessed with your page. I've been on your page just like obsessing over your pictures. (laughs) Oh, they're my children. They're oh, my babies. Yes. Oh, but Frank was my ultimate. Oh, yeah. that's amazing. Thank you so much for that. How long did you have him for? Um, So I got him in right at the start of 2017. All of my animals are rescued. Okay, gotcha. Are you in England or? Yeah, England. Okay, cool, cool. I got, a lot, I got quite a few clients from there, so I'm a little familiar, but yeah, oh, so. Yeah? Oh, fantastic. Oh yeah, I love it. Thank you so much. Yes, yeah, thank you he, for letting us paint him. Away, um, he passed away a couple of weeks ago and um, yeah. yeah, he really was the love of my life. We went everywhere together. Yes, I'm I I'm so sorry for your loss. I'm I am so glad that we got to that Sarah got to paint him. Uh Sarah, do you wanna say hi? Hi. Oh yeah, well done. You did such a good job. Thank you. All right. Well, we'll let you go so you can get to I guess I guess well it's it's one o'clock PM here, so we'll let you go so you can get your uh, get ready for whatever you need to do at night before you have to start your week on Monday, okay? Yep, perfect. Thank it, you so much. It was nice talking to you. Bye. You too. Bye. Bye. If you would like a chance to have your pet painted by Sarah, all you've got to do is go to our Facebook page, like the Facebook page, find that pinned post where we ask you to submit pictures of your pet, and if you're selected, Sarah will paint the picture, and then we will get in touch with you after that. I hope you guys enjoy this week's episode. Have a good one. All right, you're listening to Neuro Detergent, and I'm here with Katie, licensed Katie. professional counselor. Yes. And I've got Sarah here also. She's I'm a professional. Licensed clinical, clinical social, social worker. worker. Why do I have such a hard time saying that? It doesn't just it's, roll off the tongue. No, it doesn't. It's not natural. It's, yeah, it's. Um, but you're a therapist now. I well, am. Like, that's what you do for a living. I am. And you can be a therapist with that license. I can. Okay, just wanted to clear that up. I just want to make sure. Sure, sure. I, I understand how it works. Do you want I'm just a guy. Do you know, like, well, never mind. We won't get into that. Let's let's move along. All right, moving on. Uh, so, what's new, Katie? Um. Well, let's see. Um. 
So I don't remember the exact date that we recorded the special um, about the emergency rule. That was Sunday before um, last. Sunday before last. Yeah. So that was a pretty charged episode. I guess I just, I kind of wanted to like touch base with uh, whoever's listening and just say like, um, I personally feel like uh, in a, in a, much better place now. Uh, I haven't listened to that episode. I don't know if I ever will, um, if I'm being really honest. Uh, but I think, like, I've talked to some colleagues. I've connected with some people. I think, like, uh, the ACLU officially put out a statement that they are f- go- moving forward with the lawsuit. Mm-hmm. I think that there are no legs for this rule to stand on. Um, it's completely ridiculous. And I am feeling a little bit more grounded in the reality of that. Um and so I guess I just wanted to kind of touch base on that and like give an update. Um, okay. I'm I, it's still kind of day to day. There's a lot of shit happening nationally still and and uh, internationally and locally um, that's crushing and shitty. But um, I'm feeling like a little bit of like light. Like there the may be the like a light at the okay. Well, maybe just like today. Right yeah, now. Just today in this today, moment. Today, right, right now, now in this moment, that's how I'm feeling. Yeah. Um, but, you know, look, it is certainly okay to get emotional mm-hmm. about these things and to, I mean, that's just natural. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, you know, if if you're if this is something any of our listeners are struggling with, you know, reach out to us. Neurodetergent.pod at gmail.com. Um, you can check us out on Facebook as well. We can certainly um, help with providing resources, that's for sure. Yeah, for sure. Oh my god! So we've talked about hyperfixations before, and last episode, right? Yeah, in the last episode, but like even in the first episode, we were like, "Well, what's your hyperfixation been lately?" Oh fuck yeah! And uh, I talked about how I was like obsessed with pizza, yeah. right? And you know, making a lot of pizza, a little bit less than I have been, but I did make another one it's yesterday. It's been a while since we had a pizza. We'll, we'll have a pizza party next time. Yes. I promise. Uh, just remind me. Okay. Uh, but anyway, um, been getting back into baking. Uh, been really venturing out into some more like pastries and some sweet treats and things like that. More like enriched croissants. croissants. croissants? Yes. I've made croissants twice so far. Um, My last batch. Yeah. Those were fire. Those Those croissants were fire. Uh, But anyway, uh, so I've been getting more into baking. I've been spending a lot of time in the kitchen and I made the decision that I wanted to get a KitchenAid stand mixer. Oh, I'm so excited to hear this story. Uh, <laughs> I'm so excited to hear this story. So, uh, I mean, I've been kind of looking at them online. Uh, even KitchenAid's website has a section where you can get refurbished ones for like 200 bucks. They retail. <sighs> That's so crazy. I know. They retail between three and 350 But these are, Damn. you know, appliances. Sarah that, has one. We should check the serial yeah. number on it. If you, if you take. It's not that brand. Oh, okay. If you take care of them, they can outlive you. You know, there's people Jesus. that still have theirs from like, yeah, seventy coming. years old, right? It's like a parrot. So anyway, I'm not trying. I'm not here trying to sell <laughs> KitchenAid mixers to the uh, to the listener Are base, but I sponsor? found one uh, on Marketplace. Yes, for a really good price, ninety bucks, right? And it was posted uh, nice. by this lady, and I messaged like, her. Just in terms of good deals for a KitchenAid mixer, like what would you say? Like, like that's like maybe a ten bucks cheaper than you would get it. Or like, is that like just they retail for around three hundred between for three, brand new between three and three fifty. But the refurbished new. ones are like two hundred. The refurbished ones are two hundred. I okay. found this one used on Facebook Marketplace for nine, and it looks good. So it's, it's not bad. It's a good deal. 
Uh, so anyway, I messaged the lady selling it and we make plans to meet at four. She gives me her address and her phone number and she's like, four is fine. And so I head down there I knock on the door. It's this, I mean, it's a pretty, uh, this was downtown, but it's a pretty rough looking apartment building. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, dogs going crazy at the door and she comes out and i'm like hey i'm here for the stand mixer she's like oh uh facebook right i'm like yeah and she's like okay she goes back inside for a second then she comes back out and she's like yeah so it's not here it's at my storage unit oh fuck and i was like oh uh you know where is it at and she tells me where it's at on the other side of town right is she gonna go with you and well i was like she's like so we'll just go there and get it and i'm like okay I mean, I wish that could have been brought to my attention, but I'm like, all right, whatever. Don't tell me she rides with you. Um, So she comes out and is like, so you just want me to follow you there? And she's like, well, I don't have a car. So can I ride with you? I'm over it. I'm fucking over it. God, it hurts. So she's like, I don't have a car. Can I ride with you? And I'm like, well, I mean, yeah, I guess so. Uh, So like, I'm like, here's my cards right here. And then some dude comes out. Oh, God, I'm sweating. Like, I'm fucking sweating. <laughs> like, long hair, like, long, greasy hair. It looks like they both hadn't showered in a minute. And she's like, oh, my buddy's going to come with us, too. And I'm just like, I'm going to get fucking wrong. Eric, did you text anyone or <laughs> anything? Drop I feel like I could pass out by this cramp in my side. I didn't, but that's a good idea for next God. time. So. Yeah, text us. <laughs> Share your location, God. God. <laughs> So anyway, uh, I'm taking them to the storage unit, right? It takes them forever to remember the code to get in, okay? Then it takes them forever to remember which storage unit it is. They finally find the right one. They have the keys. They open it up. They open the storage unit up, and it is full. Top to bottom, front to back, full of stuff. And not, like, neatly organized. It's just stuff thrown on top of stuff. And her and this dude climb in over all this stuff and start rummaging through everything oh God, trying to find it. Oh, I think it's over here. Oh, wait, no, maybe it's over here. Oh, let's move this thing out of the way. And they're just like rummaging through this this storage unit to find this KitchenAid stand mixer. And I'm just kind of standing there like, what the fuck? Am I an accessory to someone getting robbed right now? Are they robbing oh, someone's shoot. storage unit? Like, keys, I didn't know. Right? Um, was there a smell coming from the unit? No, okay. there was not a smell. And there were you know, just normal shit in there. I didn't see anything. Glass uh, jars. Well, they did have, they did have a thin blue line flag in there. Uh, but, you know, God, whatever. red flag. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's actually, technically it's black and white with a Oh blue my God. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway. Uh, so finally, finally I hear, oh, I found it. I'm just like, oh, fucking. Thank fucking thank God. Um, so she's like, hey, can we bring some of the, can we fit some of this other stuff in your car to take back to my house? And it was like, a computer monitor and like a tote full of laundry. Yes, now you are an accessory to a crime. <laughs> I hate every minute of this. Yikes. Oh my god! And I'm just like, sure, if it fits in my no. car, yeah, we can we can take it back oh to your place. <laughs> so then I'm on my way back to their place, and then the guy asks me, he's like, "Hey, can we stop at this no. gas station? Fuck to and get some the, tea? No, fuck to the now." And my gas light was on. So I was like, fuck it. Yeah, I've got to stop and get gas anyway. So yeah, we can pull over. So he goes in and he buys like a couple of fountain drinks and comes out with these like ridiculously huge like flavor ice popsicles. Had you? Like three of them. He's like, I got one for you. I'm like, I'm good, man. Thanks. Oh, I would. I want it right now. 
And then we're driving. <laughs> that sounds awesome. We're, Not worth it, Katie. We're driving back to, to their place. And we pass a grocery store. And he's like, hey, man. No. You think we could- stop it. This is a lie. <laughs> he's like, you think we could stop <laughs> and get groceries? Okay. And pick up a few groceries. Shut and here's where I did draw the line. I was like, guys, I've already been out here for two hours. And I need to get back. <laughs> Right, and they're like, "Okay, no, but no, it's all good, man." I'm like, they wanted yeah, to be your friend. Be all good. Um, so I take them back. I, you know, I'm like, "Can I plug the mixer in before I give you the money for it?" And so I go in and I plug it in. Their house is just pretty. We, don't, pretty we bad. do not need to go into detail. <laughs> I'm not going oh, into detail, but I plug it in. It works. Uh, so finally, I give her the money, and then she asks me, "She's like, do you think maybe like after a while I could probably like buy this back from you?" Like you're a pawn shop. and i'm just like i'm like i really can't answer that because i mean i've i've been looking for one of these for a while and i'm like really been really into baking all this stuff she's like okay well maybe you should bring me some baked goodies and stuff and i'm just like yeah we'll see oh Oh my my gosh (laughs) and then was she like and we're moving today so can i just load up some load up i I was able to get home (laughs) okay with the stand mixer it works and your spleen But so, like that was like an, a weird interaction, but it gets better because I was, of course, you know, when you get something new, I have to look at all the YouTube videos about it and everything. Like, what are some yeah, cool things to do with yeah. it? What are some cool attachments you can buy for it? And there was this like comparison video of all these different models. And I was like, I wonder which model I have. And I go and I look up the fucking serial number and it is a limited edition 2019 Queen of Hearts model that they only released for one year. It's got the 100-year anniversary logo on it. It still had the plastic over the logo on the stand mixer, so I was wow. able to peel that off. I don't know if the thing had ever even been used. And it's going online for anywhere between five and $900 fucking dollars. Yes. Hell yes. Block the number. And I paid $90 for it. I just it. into the mic, dude. I'm so sorry. Well, I mean, we can okay. take care of that in post. Okay. You don't have to bring attention to it. Well- <laughs> I don't want you to miss it. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, that was just like some weird thing that happened to me yesterday. But l- what did we learn, right? I need to share my location. Yes. Oh my God. And, and that, I think that's probably the problem with me is because I'm not the kind of guy who gets fucked with a lot. I mean. You know? Um, and so I've always been pretty trusting because I haven't really had a lot of like strangers like messing with me or anything like that. Um but yeah, I was a little nervous I bet. for a second. Do you want? But I wanted this stand mixer, and I got a good deal on Dude, it. That's just, fucking awesome. It's really pretty. I, I it earned is. it. I earned that mixer with the time that I spent uh, dealing with them. Do you? Do you want to hear a story? Sure. That, sorry that that I got. I thought of while you were telling that. You good? Um. So one. So one time, me and my son, whenever he was younger, we were walking. We, we used to go on walks around our neighborhood and stuff right. all the time when he was younger. And like, like to hang out with me. Um, and there was this like lady that lived at the end of the street, and like every like it was a questionable situation. Like one time, their car was parked like uh, up to the the front porch, and there was a baby doll on the windshield, and then like a bunch of fake flowers, mm-hmm. and it said R.I.P. And so I had to, like, call the police and be like, I don't know what's going on in there. This wasn't this a Halloween decoration. No, no, okay. no, no. So then one time – so me and my son are walking. One time she's outside smoking. She's, like, in, like, a – like, a like think, like, a Walmart teddy. 
like beige. Okay, like, so like you know, like, what, it, it's, uh, it's like inappropriate. It's inappropriate, yes. but it's also like it's also like cheap and not that yeah, flattering. Yeah, and she's smoking a cigarette. And she. <laughs> yeah. And we lock eyes, and I'm like, and I know the the instant we lock eyes, I know she's about to say something. And I'm like, like, fuck me. Don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. And she goes, hey. And she starts walking over, and she's like staggering in this thing. And she's like, I need some help. And she's like, ah, my cat box is filled filled up. Oh, no. And she goes, and I just had surgery, and I got a balloon inside my stomach. And if I and I was just like, say no more. Whatever the fuck you need, I'm. I all I'm thinking is I just need to do this, get in, get out, get whatever. And I go in, and it's a nightmare. Uh, and hoarder. there are just cat boxes everywhere. Oh no! And like she's instructing me what to do from the the doorway, like the front door. And my son's out there, and I'm just trying to fill these. <laughs> brown paper bags up with these overfilled litter boxes while she's talking to my son about how if she picks something up that's too heavy the balloon inside her stomach is gonna pop and she'll die Jeez. and and, how old and is my he? son's like seven oh, oh and God. i'm just like losing my mind but i get it all done anyways and we walk home and everything's fine but that happened oh that, I mean, your story a little bit reminded me of that. Yeah, it, it's you know we happen to you know, sometimes <laughs> we find ourselves in situations with colorful characters. Oh and, my gosh, it was you know just it's like how a... we deal with that. Speaking of color, colorful characters—that's a hard word to say. Uh, yeah. We're going to talk about our friend Chat GPT. Oh today. my gosh, Chad! Um, when you want to talk about hyperfixations and things that, especially Katie and I, Sarah, oh. I'm not sure if you've messed around with it at all. Just a um, bit. But we've been messing with chat GPT for a minute and we've even mentioned it in the episode about narcissism, right? Yeah. Um, that we were talking about it and, you know, we read that thing about somebody doing therapy and we've kind of gotten more into it. Um, and I brought it, it up. It turns in a out that, call. yeah, you've brought it up with your clients. Yeah. And it's, it's such a interesting thing right now that I think it deserves to be talked about a little bit in more detail, especially on how it can like benefit or maybe affect uh, someone who is neurodivergent. And people and are kind of afra- like pe- I'm, people are a bit afraid. Yeah, I mean, I understand why. I've always had a very like uh, utopian. Uh, view of technology like this. Yeah, I, I, like, I think me too. I kind of try and fall into the more of the Star Trek camp where like, you know, it's all for the the, the great the, the greater, the greater good, good and, yeah. and the benefit of, of humankind of and all of those kinds of things. So I think it's really awesome. So you're um, like Star Trek camp and there are some people that are like Skynet camp. Yes. <laughs> I was going to say Star Wars, but I no, your your analogy is much more appropriate. Uh, but let's really get in real quick to uh, exactly what ChatGPT is, right? So it's a computer program and it can understand and generate human-like language. And how it works is it uses artificial intelligence and a lot of data to learn how to have conversations with people. Um, people can talk to chat GPT by typing or speaking their questions and it'll respond with an answer and it can be helpful uh, for people who have difficulty with communication or social interaction, such as those who are neurodivergent, 
right? So, um, you know, I had read that thing in um, the narcissism episode about how uh, that poster was talking about chat GPT and how they are autistic and, and have some aversions to like social interaction. Right. And like you've mentioned before, calling people on the phone. Yes. Um, and scheduling appointments and things. Uh, and Chat GPT was able to walk them through the whole process. Like create a script. <clears throat> create a script, gave the correct contact information, who who you need to talk to, and all of those kinds of things. And then we mentioned that there's people doing like therapy now with Chat GPT. Mm-hmm. And we touched on that briefly. Have either of you like looked into that at all anymore? Yeah, yeah. We had that discussion? So I'm glad you bring that up. I think that um, there is... Uh, definitely value to it. For example, um, I have a client who, um, used chat GPT when they were having some difficulty with like task paralysis and they asked it to act as an ADHD counselor and help them through that. Oh, wow. Um, and it, and they, uh, they liked it. They had a good experience with that. Um, I think that something that's important to remember when people are fearful that a AI could take over for therapy is that like the the most important part of the therapeutic process is the therapeutic relationship. That part cannot be replicated at this time with AI. AI, though, can be a super helpful tool and supportive in different basics, uh, tenets of therapy, things like CBT, things like um, ADHD, things like uh, task paralysis, et cetera. So like, yeah, if you look at like um, like behavior modification, so, like, somebody who wants to quit smoking. Okay. Uh, like, if you um, put into chat GPT, like, um, kind of described, like, what your behavior is around smoking. So, like, let's say you, you smoke on, uh, cig- like, cigarette breaks at work. Every time you get in the car. Every time you get in the car. Every time you finish a meal. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, if you, put <laughs> yeah. it, if you input oh, that data into chat GPT and then say, like, build me like a behavioral modification uh, plan to try to uh, quit smoking uh, based on like um, intermittent uh, like reinforcement schedule. It can just output you a plan. Sure. I don't even think it has to be that complex. Like if you're trying to keep smoking and you have a, like I was craving, you could be like, help me like get through this craving. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess I'm getting way in depth. Right. Right. But the fact like, that you can yeah. do that is With, but fascinating. Here, mm-hmm. But like, here's what you can't do is like develop an interpersonal relationship um, with chat GPT uh, and, um, and, and, like, work through complex trauma. Right. Like, at this time, AI can, does not have empathy. Yeah. And empathy is, like, an important component. <laughs> like, it is important component in trauma in, in building a relationship that right. can be healing for those types of things. Right. So, I mean, it can help you through a panic attack by giving you um, basic, like, uh, tools and mechanisms and, and like, things like that but it can't like it could maybe connect you with a hotline exactly in a yes. crisis situation it's yeah it's it's pretty cool so speaking outside of that human element that you're talking about um you know based on some of the stuff that i've looked into it um it looks like chat gpt can also provide a non-judgmental 
and confidential space yeah. for neurodivergent people um, where they can express themselves because it's an AI-powered program and it's not a human, which means that some people might feel more comfortable sharing their thoughts and feelings without fear of being misjudged or misunderstood. Um, I think a caveat to that, though, is that it's not truly confidential. Like, you should yes. keep that in mind. Yes. Is right? that, like, if I'm... Typing for in example, there, what I, do I do with a dead body? Like, or, or just like, um, I am. Can I share impulsive thoughts with you to get them out of my head? And then you share, say, impulsive thoughts that maybe uh, are flagged. I mean, they or whatever, say right? they are confidential. So I mean, I just oh, I doubt in, it. Unless right? unless we That's hear of, fair, but like, of someone getting TikTok arrested through Chat GPT. I mean, right? I I, I, I hear you. I, I hear take you. them at their word right now. I until would we're be reluctant. Otherwise. Yeah. Um. But I kind of feel like if I were trying to do therapy with ChatGPT, I would know in my mind that it's ChatGPT. Like I feel like just knowing that it was an AI program would. But what if I'm? What if you're talking like behavior modification stuff? Would you feel weird still if you're say like wanting to, um, like change a behavior, and so you just need a like an intermittent program that's going to spit out like on a spreadsheet like how like what you can do step by step would that still would you still be kind of like apprehensive because it's I mean, a bot no i i don't think i would i okay. think that's that's a good point um but like if i was trying to talk about like previous uh experiences like maybe things from my childhood or my family or things like that I feel like I'd feel weird. I would, I I would feel really weird. So I don't think that's what it's for either. I don't like I think that wouldn't be very productive. So here are some of the examples of. <laughs> so you're like, I have no opinion. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why you would want to do that. Unless I know, you right? Need it to vent, like, it, but you could like blog mm-hmm. or something. Right. Do you think there might be someone with some kind of condition where they have a fear of talking to real people? And that that might benefit them in that sense? I do. Sure. And, but at the same time, like, that sounds like paranoia. If you're paranoid, you're not going to be putting personal I'll tell you what I think it would be good for. For for example, like, um, let's say somebody is like really, um, or not apprehensive, but like needs, um, affirmation about like decisions that they make. Okay. So like typing into chat, chat GPT, maybe like, um, say uh this is the situation um these are the objective facts uh this is what i did uh was this the right call mm-hmm. or like you know what i mean can chat gpt answer that i have no fucking idea huh. i've never tried to do that i'm not sure why not right i mean i don't see why it wouldn't be able to well and that brings up an interesting point i'm just kind of learning about as far as like um Who's the hallucination effect with AI and chat GPT as far as that um, it's possible for it to like make up an answer or make up what an answer that should be there, even though it's not actually available or make up facts to fit the situation that aren't actually accurate. And like if you take that information in a vacuum and you don't collaborate it somewhere, like seek other resources, like you can get yourself in trouble in rabbit holes with false information. Yeah. Like, uh, I think I have a really hard time understanding that. Do you think you can explain that to me in a, in a different way? Like using different words? 
So this is how it was explained in an article I read okay. that um, helped me a little bit. Okay. Say you are wanting access to a li- the library in Chicago. Okay. And you ask it for uh, what is the – give me a list of the contents of the library in Chicago. And it has partial information, not all the information, and it fills some of it in because it is trying to fulfill the task. So it's putting information in there that would be probably. Do you want to know? I think that's. I think that is exactly how my brain operates on a daily basis. Where it's like, if I don't have all the information, I just fill in the blank and like put something there so that I can like carry on. Katie GPT. Is that fucked up? Are you an AI? No, people do that. (laughs) People do that. But sometimes, like, that can get you in trouble. Absolutely. And that's why you research and you ask and you talk to people about it and you get other information. They're just saying don't solely rely on GPT as a source for things that are important. Can it, like, infect in some way your Well, like, one thing they were saying is, like, it can write – it can write – what looks like programming for something. Like if you said, I need you to program me a bot to do this. It okay. could write a program and it would look like even to a programmer maybe at a glance, that's a program written in this thing and that's right. But if you run it through test in actuality or look at it closer as a programmer, it's 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 bullshit. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. It, it made up shit and It's an shit illusion, in. Michael. It's an illusion. It's a hallucination. Tricks. Tricks. Tricks are for whores. Michael, what? What? Sorry. <laughs> it's Arrested Development. All right. So um, there's your weekly Arrested Development um, reference. Sorry. Um, all right. So uh, here's a few things that I came across that Chat GPT GPT can it's help. It's so with. hard to say. Can we just call it Chad? Can we? Yeah, we're just gonna, please from, here on, from, out, from here on out. When we say Chad, we mean Chat GPT. Yeah. I cannot say that every time. And that stems from me doing text to speech in our group chat. And like, hey, I asked Chad. Um, so anyway, it can help with anxiety, uh, yeah. with things like giving resources and techniques uh, to manage anxiety, such as breathing exercises, like probably link resources. Practices. Yeah, yeah, uh, cognitive behavioral therapy techniques, yes. coping strategies, um, depression. Same thing with like therapy resources, self care right. practices exercises to improve mood probably um, help you figure out how to like set timers or screen like screen timers or something like that mm-hmm. on your phone if you have trouble with focusing they also like talk that. about social isolation and one of the things that it mentioned was that it can do social skills training okay so provide uh tips for improving social skills conversation starters active listening body I language i could do like voice training it's possible I mean, we could, mm, we could ask can, it. I think that could potentially be um, harmful because it doesn't give real-time feedback. And you, oh, okay. if you do voice training in, in, incorrectly, you can damage your throat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I see. I see. Thank you for that, Sarah. Um, but it'll also do role-playing. Uh, it'll role-play with you to help you practice interactions. Sure. I know that we've talked sure. about, like, in previous episodes where you may – I think it was in the masking episode where you have, like, a script in your brain on how you want – a conversation or an interaction with another human being to go. I mean, if it can do that, then it can definitely determine like what's the most appropriate course of action in an, like in the context of an interaction between multiple people, if it can provide a script. Yeah. Right. Sure. Okay. You would, I mean, just logistically that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
so it's one of those things that I, I mean I know that the technology is still really new and I feel like I feel like we're in the golden age of it right now right. because part of me feels like they're not going to make this amazing tool available to, to the public for free for very long shit, for right um, I think it could revolutionize jobs I've used it in my work uh, where I was asked to write uh, some job descriptions like six different ones damn yeah and i did 100 percent of it with chat gpt that's fucking tight i did go back and edit a few things yeah, here and there yeah, yeah, yeah. but the majority of it was like you know write a job description for this job and for these skills and make it appeal to this age group or whatever um and then like on the other one because they wanted like an in-depth one and then like a short one so yeah you know i i used that turn it in and they're like these are great bingo yeah um bingo bongo i think it's gonna change like <laughs> copywriting i think it's gonna change content creation now um i could probably do an entire podcast completely 100 percent generated by chat gpt i mean the thing okay so one of the things that causes me like some concern is that i have a lot of clients right now in in the tech industry Right. I have a lot of people right now who are either just out of their education, like just um, just graduating from their degree program or wherever, or kind of emerging um, from kind of the entry level into the next level. And it is rough out there. What do you I mean? I mean, they can't find work. Um, like they're because like because of like um the pandemic mm -hmm. and sort of the what that did to the tech industry right is like ballooned it up and so they overstaffed and like oversaturated uh the job market for tech industry mm -hmm. and so once people started going back to work in the office though and like once um kind of things started going quote unquote back to normal all of the major industry the, like the tech whatever conglomerates uh laid off a fuck ton of people and so now like people in the entry level and like maybe like secondary up from entry level yeah they're in those like junior positions are like competing out with people who are who worked at google for 10 years or worked at fucking um what's the one where we use all the time the dine and dine dash DoorDash? Uh, Uber Eats or DoorDash? DoorDash. 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 <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like, uh, and so it's sort of like, I could understand people in that industry seeing this emerge, this technology emerge, mm -hmm. being pretty shaky about it and being like, feeling pretty fearful because there's a reason like that they should be. I mean, yeah, so fair. I don't, I guess I don't want to be like, this is the best thing that's ever happened like sure. this is life because i know that a lot of people in the tech industry are suffering right now so yeah okay. just, i want to like i'm glad you brought that up shed light that, into that. Yeah. that's not that. something that i had even uh, that had even occurred to me so I'm, I'm glad you brought that up you're welcome it's okay i just i have a lot of clients who are suffering in that area right now and so i feel like the thing is though and, and this is the idea that i had you know um it's definitely going to revolutionize content creation. It's definitely going oh, to sure. revolutionize copywriting. And, and I knew people that did that for a living. They were copywriters. They would, you know, yeah. be on like Fiverr or these work from home websites and people would contract them. I need 5,000 words on this topic. Yeah. Right. And that's what they would do for a living. Right. But I'm wondering if there's going to be a new industry pop up for prompting. 
Yeah. Because that is something that you really have to play around with in chat GPT to get the best result. If, if like there were levels like, uh, like one through 10 and 10 was the best prompt, like prompt writing you could be, where do you think you're at right now? A one. I mean, I've only been using this thing for a couple of weeks. Um, I mean, I would imagine that there's probably people out there, most likely neurodivergent, that can kind of tap in and kind of see, Mm -hmm. like, how this works from from that perspective. That would be interesting to... And really dive in and figure out the absolute best prompts in order to get the the best result. It would be cool to get demographics. Just, like, if you could collect demographics on, like, people's input into chat GPT and just, like uh how old they are male uh-huh. you know how they identify gender wise like all of that information and see just their input to chat i don't know that's shit that fucking fascinates me so no it, it is awesome that. yeah you know and there there's probably going to be some like there probably is going to be studies like that so right. uh there's a couple of different apps that you can get it on your phone but i went to the website open ai yeah. and just registered an account there gotcha. and i've been able to use it without any interruptions at all i don't know how much you have to use it before it tells you you can't but um it hasn't made me stop yet unlike the apps where it only lets you ask like five questions yeah yeah i haven't paid for it yet yeah but uh, i've been doing it on uh, the computer here in the office yeah and just kind of playing around with it like i tried to have it write us a new intro yeah just to kind of see what it'd be like and I, i gave them our old intro i gave them the lyrics to our theme song uh and God, some of that shit that was pretty right. cringe and it was pretty cringe but like i asked it i was like make it funny and then like make it funnier make it funnier and it was dance like monkey, struggling right fucker, dance. yeah and then like it would use a certain joke i'm like i don't like that joke and then it'll be like here's a new version with yeah. this this taken out and then i was like uh you know make it like a script that right. eric katie and sarah can all read and you know and it did that a few of them and it's like i mean it had like puns and jokes that I thought some of them were okay, but like some of them were pretty cringe. But at the same time, I wouldn't have been able to have thought of any of those. Oh things. no, me either. Um, yeah. What's on our outline? So it is, you know, it is a is a great tool here. Uh, it's a great tool. It is scary. There are a lot of concerns. There are a lot of cautions. But like I say, like for for like the basic things that we we've, we've talked about, like I I mean I think it's fucking. So let's talk about how it can help creativity. Okay. Um, So some of the things that I came across that it can help uh, as far as creativity is concerned is it can offer you creative prompts of its own. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Story starters, writing exercises, art prompts. um, And that can help people kind of explore their creativity. Uh, Brainstorming sessions. Yeah. To help people generate and develop new ideas. Um, Let's see. Mind mapping. I wonder how it would be if you like gave it the prompt like uh like I'm trying to think of something to paint um like I've been processing uh this 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 or whatever in therapy like and like it gave you like uh, Do you want to ask it right now? Yeah, let's do it. Let's All check right. it out. I'm let's curious. See. Let me load up one of these apps. Um I'm not optimistic that it can. I'm interested, but I'm not optimistic. Let's say this. Okay. Um. Here. <clears throat> I've been. I have been processing the loss of my childhood pet. 
Um, and I uh, recently started a new job and I've been under a lot of stress. And so I want to paint something cathartically. What should I paint? All right. Let's see. Oh, you've reached your desk daily messaging. Oh my god! It's okay. It's okay. I copied it. I can get mine. No, no, no. I copied it. I've got another. I've got like three chat bot backups on my phone. It would be interesting to see how each one answered. I mean, it's all Chat GPT though. Hold on, it's gonna make me watch this ad. Oh my gosh! It's okay. We can cut this out. Okay, cool. Okay. All right, so we got it working here, and here's what ChatGPT is saying. It's still, um, it's still typing it out. But uh, this is Chad. I'm sorry to hear about the loss of your childhood pet and the stress you've been experiencing. Painting can be a great way to express your emotions and relieve some of that stress. What colors or themes do you find calming or uplifting? You could try painting something that reminds you of your pet or a peaceful scene in nature. Alternatively, you could try an abstract expressionist approach and let your emotions guide your brush strokes. Remember, the act of painting itself can be therapeutic, so don't worry too much about the end result. Just enjoy the process and let yourself be creative. Good job, Chad GPT. Thanks, Chad. I like it. Plus, plus, plus. Good job, Chad. (laughs) Sorry I underestimated you. All right. So, I mean, this is something that I think can be pretty interesting uh, for people. Now, I uh, posted on the Facebook page and in some of the groups that we're part of about, uh, like, if they've ever heard of ChatGPT or if they've used it. Here's a couple of the comments. I think Katie's pulling up some of the other ones. Um, One person said, all I know is that it asked to compose a poem in the style of me, and it did. And now I'm having an existential crisis. Yikes. (laughs) I love it. I mean, I don't know if that's a joke. (laughs) or if that's that's true but apparently like because i have my account on openai.org and it's got all of my chat saved so i'm assuming that chat gpt is learning about me yeah you know which maybe that's scary i don't know um friend of the show says i've used it extensively to help outline blog posts articles and to just generate ideas it is super helpful to me in giving a clear direction that I can act upon as opposed to my mind endlessly jumping from one idea to the next. Ooh, I like that. That's a good point because I oh, used yeah. it for – I had to write a post for something and I get really stuck in starting and like all of that. Mm-hmm. And just using that helped me get unstuck. I ended up writing my own thing, but it helped me – Here's a good one. Kind of helped guide you. Go for it. Uh, don't have it myself, but see a lot of people use it. I saw the South Park episode about it. I I haven't seen that. I think oh, we I should, haven't seen it. We should, wa- we should all watch it together. Okay, we can right. we can watch it after the. We should smoke that last. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we can watch it after the show. Hell yes. I'm down. All right. Anything else? Because I've... let's see. Hang on. Um, here's one. I do astronomy, and Chat GPT is better at finding information than Google. Oh, Ooh, nice. Somebody said, "Does it give you correct information?" For me, it was con- extremely unreliable in the area of my interest. Maybe that's like what you were talking about, where it would like fill in the blanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet that's right. What's the area of their interest? You know, uh, they didn't. Yeah, I mean, mm. I I didn't ask. <laughs> here's one. I love it for meal planning. And then they posted a screenshot, and it just says, "Here's a list of foods that are both high in iron and high in soluble fiber." And then it just lists them. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Fucking okay, rad. that's cool. I try to get it to curse. <laughs> and I always get giddy when I'm successful. <laughs> I love, that's my favorite one. I'm liking it right now. I'm like going to love it right now. That's awesome. I love it so much. 
Anything else on the chat GPT that any either of you want to say before we move on? Hang on, let me see. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Sure. Here's one. This technology is really cool. I've seen it being used to help people sort and organize data and even seen it used to generate responsive voice lines for NPCs and video games based on oh, what yeah. you say to it. Yes, That's I have seen that. Cool. No, I have seen a demo of that setup where someone had like uh, they were in a video game and they had this non-player character like sitting in a chair. He's he's, you know, whatever. And the chat GPT was creating and uh, emulating the voice of this character. Oh my God, that's cool shit. Like that could totally, like think about like RPGs. So like Skyrim has this, you know, this quest system where it just, like you can play it forever. It just keeps generating new quests. I mean, it can get pretty repetitive, but think about having something like that like, behind a right. AI or behind a, a player character. I always think characters. about like the, the bubble that pops up and it's like, hello, how are you doing on your journey today? Would you like to? And then it's like a little prompt and you either press. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's how like that's the last time I played a. Well, like RPG. in Zelda, there's yeah. Navi and she's like, hello, all the time. It like jumps <laughs> in. If you could talk back. Well, I welcome you on your next leg of the I used journey. To be, I used to say some mean shit to her, though. I feel oh. kind of bad. Oh. Why? Well, because like sometimes you're playing games and you're like, shut up, bitch, or whatever. And then oh. it's like. Yeah, it's I would weird. feel bad if she talked back and was like, well, fuck like, off. Here's the thing, though. I find myself. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. What? <laughs> Like it's, I mean, it's come on. Sarah, That's it's cool. so weird that you bring that up because I find myself like saying please when I'm oh talking to Chad. Oh, that's like the exact opposite <laughs> of oh what I'm doing. Too. I'm like, thank you so much. Whenever I was, I sorry, I like yelled in the mic. Whenever I was at, whenever I'm at Walmart and I pay, and then the things like thank you, I'm like, you're welcome. <laughs> like, Every fucking what is time. it? Is it just that we've been conditioned to say those kinds of things, or are we really truly grateful? I feel <laughs> and like polite for to Chad. Me, I'm like. <laughs> think i don't like or whenever i'm asking it to do something i'm like constantly like please write me <laughs> so what do you think about chat GT- gpt folks or our friend chad as we would like to say uh you can email us at neurodetergent.pod at gmail.com you can check us out on facebook um and uh you can also leave us a voicemail on the episode and or on and you can also leave us a voicemail and we'll play it on the show yes um speaking of our facebook page we started like a contest right can yes. we talk about that just for a second oh, i'm so excited before we get into some listener questions sarah is a Artiste. an amazing talented artist um and so she has a couple times in the past i've seen uh painted a couple pet portraits for people to give them as gifts and so I know that a lot of neurodivergent people find a lot of solace and like a lot of comfort in their pets. Oh fuck yes! Um, I don't know. Check out our Facebook page if you want to see pictures oh of our God. animals. <laughs> I love them so much. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> I could just sit here and be like, eh. um. So anyways, I uh created a post and I said like share a picture of your pet. Um share a story if you want and uh we're gonna choose one to have sarah paint a portrait of and um then we will call them on during the episode and tell them that they've won and um we're just really excited so we've ch- ch- okay sarah take oh over. just the part that we had talked about was that we would they would know that we were calling, but we would send them the picture of the painting right. in real time to get their response. Right. Here's Okay, so here's a few things. 
We originally were going to just do it once, right? And choose one winner, and then that, then, then the contest would be over, and that's a wrap. We talked about it, and we decided that we are going to – we have chosen a winner for this this time, mm-hmm. and we are also going to choose a winner next month. Because there are so many Because there are so many babies. I, know, I love so them. And so we are just – we're not going to make it a thing where, like, we're doing this once a month. This is the date. But as we are able to emotionally, physically, time-wise – be able to paint pictures of those sweet babies. We are going to do that. And we will choose somebody when we're finished with one of them and they'll and and they'll get a, a portrait. If you aren't able to answer the phone or if you aren't able to talk on the phone out of or if anxiety, you don't want to yeah. you don't want to talk on the phone, you can still get a picture of your baby. Like you, that's not a stipulation. We'll still send you a picture of of the 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 picture that you sent us. Um but if you do want to, then we will call you. We'll tell tell you whenever we call you. And while on that call, we'll send you a picture that you can see while you're on the phone. Oh, sweet. So we have selected somebody. Sarah's painted it and almost finished with it. Oh, wow. And so we'll call that person on Sunday, potentially. When we record the next episode. When so we record, when we record the next episode. episode. <coughs> Excuse me. And then next month, we will draw another one and we will paint another picture. I tell you what. Can we commit right now? That the day this episode drops, which will be not this Friday, but next Friday, we can go ahead and repost and ask for a new a new batch of pictures. To I, I want people to just be continuously sending me pictures of their pets because I love them. Okay. I, I'm going Right, but to... we're still going to have to, Katie to prompt people on. Katie started a database, Eric. Yeah. You'll be I will, so I will post, I will post yeah. it every time. Okay, yes. perfect. Uh, there's a spreadsheet. <laughs> we will just continue to put the pictures that we get sent in into the spreadsheet and select them as we go. And just if that continues to build, we'll just continue to paint pictures of the sweet babies that are sent But to there, us. there is a catch. You have to like us on Facebook. You have to like us on Facebook. You have to follow us on Facebook. And you have to subscribe to us on a on a platform. On Spotify or... I will probably uh, not check any of those or verify any of those facts. But, like, please just do that anyways. Right. If we're but we, we are going to have to make... But a we are going to have to make uh, <laughs> periodic posts about it because... We will. You know, if... Yeah, we've been sharing lots of memes lately, so yes. I don't want someone to go to our Facebook page and have to dig through days will, and days of oh, posts I will to do, find it. How about this? I'll do like a uh, I'll pin post of it. There you so go. It's always the first thing that people look at see. you getting stuff done. All right, I'm so do it right now, so I don't forget. We've got some listener questions. Woo-hoo, okay, I got three uh, for this week. So, um, first one, I was wondering, do you have any tips? I guess this is in relation to the dating episode. I was wondering, do you have any tips for how to bring up neurodivergence when dating? Should we be upfront about it right away or wait until we know the person better? So my opinion is for myself, uh, it's in my dating profile. Like it's too much of like me right now and too important to me that like I'm able to talk about it and be unmasked that like I'm just like it's just on there. What that's do you think, my, That's my opinion for myself. I understand that not everybody would be comfortable doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that it is important that it's not something that you wait to tell somebody until you're in a committed relationship. Right. Right? Like, I wouldn't want to have gone on five dates and start to be in a committed relationship with somebody and then them say... Oh, there's this thing about me. That feels like 
Like also, you it's maybe kind of misled like, them yeah. a little bit? Like, like at what do point that? do you tell someone, well, I guess that is, that's a complicated question. Because like at what point would you tell someone like, I've had depression, like I was like suicidal when I was 19. Like what? Po- that's a tough conversation know, to have. Right? And it's like, like, it's hard to you know, know. How well do you need to get to know someone before you feel comfortable divulging that? That's but, a good point too. But at the same point, at the same time, like I went through my entire adult life dating having been diagnosed with ADHD, but didn't really think much of it mm-hmm. and never really brought it up. Yeah. I mean, it that's may, a good point it may too. have come up. Yeah. It may have come up in passing. Oh yeah. I was diagnosed with ADHD when I was a kid. Yeah. I was on Ritalin up until I was in high school, but it's whatever. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, when but you and I, mean, I first it, met, I think that you have, to, I think, I think that you have to examine whether or not it affects the way that you're able to perceive and be pers- like, I guess, or like, I guess it, it, if it impacts the way you're able to communicate effectively with another person, like if you're which ADHD, it does for me, I think me that's too. why it's important that I put it out right. there because I'm like, this ha- kind of gives you context for yeah. why I'm so awkward and why I'm going to be so direct. Right. <laughs> and why it may take you two days to respond. to Exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> so that's my take. I have been doing that more. Yeah. Um, when I talk to people and, and I had met someone and we just met up for a drink. Um, and I kind of brought it up like as soon as we met in person and I feel like it kind of allowed me to be a little bit more in my own brain yeah. when I was around her. Cause I was like, huh. And then I was able to talk about, yeah, I do a podcast and we talk about neurodivergence and things like that. So, I mean, I feel like she understood that it was, you know, a part of who I am. Yeah. Obviously. Um, but it was also like kind of helped me kind of just play some things off. Like if I kind of lost track of what I was talking about, I'd be like, oh, there's some ADHD. Yeah. Uh, again, that's not really something I want to use as like a crutch or, right. or an excuse. No, but, but it gives context. But it was interesting because it was like the first time I had done that. Yeah. You know, yeah. and really just been up front with somebody about it. And uh, Do you feel like, how was it received? I mean, she seemed fine. We made out later. All right. So there you go. I haven't, but the problem is, is that she's not the kind of person who talks a lot. And I'm not the kind of person who, like, I'm the kind of person who, if I don't talk to you for a couple of days, I may never talk to you again. Yeah. And it's not, like, anything against you. But if it's not part of my routine to talk to you regularly, sorry, but I'm yeah. probably going to yeah, forget no, about I you. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. You know? and Object then, permanence. Exactly. Yeah. You know? And that's, a, that's another thing that I never really understood until just recently. And just, like, I, you know, we were having a conversation, it may have been in the last episode, or it may have been outside of the podcast but like if i want to read a book like i have to like sit down and read it and make a, an effort to read it until it's done because if i put it down for more than a day i know i'm never going to pick it up same thing with video yeah. games yeah man. yeah i have i've so many games that i've paid for and started and then oh shit i went three days without playing it mm-hmm. i'm never going to play it again I, I mean the reason i haven't played some of the video games i want to is because i don't want to start it unless i have a block of time to commit yes. to it and yeah. so they're just waiting out there because i don't have any the best time. success i've <laughs> actually <either>. had <laughs> and i've done this a few times is like if there was a game that i was like eagerly anticipating i schedule a week of vacation i know i and i'm like I i'm gonna buy contracted that right now so oh yeah. by the way I've got a four-day weekend next week. I've taken two Hell vacation yeah. days. I'm taking yeah. some. I'm Good taking some you. mental health days for myself. Good for you. Need some time off. I'm the only one on my team who hasn't taken more than one day off this year. Okay, well you <laughs> so. should. All right, here's the next question. This one uh, is definitely 
for y'all's wheelhouse. How can we ensure that autistic people receive accurate and timely diagnosis, especially those who may not fit into traditional diagnostic criteria? Yikes. I mean, we cannot ensure that right now. Like based on the current system and resources available, I couldn't say you could ensure. I would say that you can uh, mitigate the risk of like not being heard or diagnosed Mm -hmm. by doing a few things. Um, I think the place that you would start with is like, how will a being diagnosed benefit you? Yeah. And what is the purpose of the diagnosis? And then at that point, like lots of taking notes, lots of like um, clear communication with a provider, um, lots of like front loading with information that will help you put yourself into context for those providers that aren't as well educated about things like masking. I've had clients tell me things like um, I was told I, I cannot be on the spectrum because I'm making eye contact with them or I was told I could not have ADHD because I graduated from uh, grad school or because like I'm sitting still or yeah because you appear to be sitting still so like being prepared with um, context for that to provide a better bigger picture is helpful also try to find providers who are open-minded and educated and friendly about those types of things Mm -hmm. great answer and you know I feel like there has to be a, you know, state of the healthcare system episode in our future. Um, but this kind of leads me to another question that I've never really thought to ask anyone. But, you know, for those of us or those that are listening that have experienced things that you're talking about, how what's the best way to respond to someone when they say something like, you don't look autistic? Well, it depends. Are you talking about a clinician or yeah. just a person? Not a clinician, just a just person. Just a person? Like a mom, a dad, like, a friend. Yeah, yeah. I would like... just say, well... Um. Oh gosh, never mind. I I was gonna say I would just say fuck off. Like right? what do you know? I know. I'd be like fuck like what you. do autistic people look <laughs> like? Like what are your credentials? <laughs> right? Are you a clinician? <laughs> Sorry, but that's, that's pretty defensive. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, I think I would say. What do you think an autistic person looks like? Right. I think this is the best way I could say it. Like it's clear that there that you have um deficits in your understanding and knowledge of what it means to be on the the spectrum or what it means to be autistic. And so as soon as you feel like you have educated yourself on this topic and committed to that and committed to uh, understanding me, like then we don't need to have a conversation about this any further. I love it. I like that. That's great. And I guess and I it, should... you're kind of calling them dumb too. It, it, <laughs> like, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's a very fucking smart ass. Right? Uh, no, it's a I love smart it. ass thing. To I say. love it. All right, last question because we have got to wrap it up. This right. was a fun one. Um, this is back to social media and, and exes and things. How can I resist the urge to stalk my ex on social media? Block them. Yes block them so like block them um like if you have somebody in your life whether it is a friend or a sibling or a cousin or a mom or whoever grandma aunt that you trust that is not going to judge you and that can hold space for you that is not going to shame you or um or anything like that go to that person and talk to them share to like like me like confront whatever it is that you're going through and that shame of that with empathy. And if you need to talk to a professional, do that, but it is not going to help your well-being 
to engage in that behavior. Right. I mean, I've done it. Have you ever stalked oh, an ex? Oh, I absolutely yes. have. And the drive is strong. The drive is strong. And it's not necessarily always bad. Like if for I've a also talked period, to a therapist about it. Yeah, for a brief period after a breakup and you're kind of working through some shit and you're checking in on them, like, okay, but there gets a point where it's not helpful. And in those points, you need to, like, restrict your access because it's really hard to stop yourself. It is. Yeah. It is. Um I haven't gone to the lengths of blocking anyone. Oh, I've blocked um, unless they are people that I don't want to get back in touch with me. I mean, I've unfriended, I've unfollowed people uh, on social media, and yeah. and you know, that's I fair don't too. Really, I guess I'm. Extreme. I mean, I use right. Facebook and Reddit. Like that's the only, and I don't even know if you would consider Reddit social media, but like that's all mm. I do. So it's not like I'm blocking a bunch of people on a bunch of different apps or anything. Um, but like, I mean, for example, my ex-wife, you know, she unfriended me on Facebook mm-hmm. and her privacy settings are just as stringent as mine. So all I can see is her profile picture. Yeah. You know, and that's probably for the best. Yeah, it, it probably is. I mean, Cause usually do, it just hurts what you see. Yeah. Just hurts. I know, it just hurts. And it just, or and it's like pictures of my dog. You can't. <laughs> there's no way to predict or anticipate what you're going to see. Yeah. Right. And so like, here's the thing too. Like you, I don't know if you're like this, but I am like, I really like to watch certain TV series over and over again. Okay. Like the office. Oh Shits yeah. Creek. Parks and Rec. And 30 some, Rock. yes. And something about that. And, and like, I've read this about neurodivergent neuro, people. <laughs> I know it's like Fox with me. Um, is that the ability to anticipate what comes next and to know what comes next is really comforting and it's really good background noise and things like that. It's jarring. Um, if you open something on Facebook or like you see something that you're not anticipating, a picture, a memory, something like that. Right. It can be really, it can fuck you it's, up for it's, the day. It's hard, especially, I mean, and I've gone through and I've untagged myself in a lot of oh, pictures. Yeah. I've removed a lot yeah. of pictures just because I don't want them it hurts you know, and stings. Coming up in my feed. You know, especially if you're in a relationship with someone for especially years. Especially if you're like in the middle of your fucking work day. Oh, yeah. And you're just like, boom. It's rough. Shit. It's rough. Manage your social yeah. media time while you're at work. Um, all right. That's really going to do it, Let's do everyone. It. Um, it so, look, we appreciate all the, the kind words. Uh, we appreciate all the, the engagement on social media. Uh, you know, we're not like viral by any means, but we've gotten, we we've come a, a long way we since we started and uh, I'm pretty uh, proud of, of Katie and, and Sarah and myself. Um, if you want to interact with us, you can always follow us on Facebook. You can like us on Facebook. You can email us neurodetergent.pod at gmail.com mm-hmm. and leave us a voicemail. Um, us I'm actually, pet babies. I am actually going to post the link to our voicemail, uh, link so people can yes. start leaving us messages. Uh, yeah. we would love to hear you. Uh, we'll play you on the we'll show. We'll respond show. to your message. Um, if you're okay with that. Yeah. If, you're if okay you consent that. to that. Obviously. Yeah. If you consent to that. But I would say if you're leaving the voicemail, then. That's implied consent. Let's be done so we can eat our popcorn and watch the South Park episode. All right. Well, we're going to eat popcorn and watch South Park. We'll see you uh, next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.